Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome, everyone, to another week of Reality Arena with Mitch and Mark. Mitchy. It's always a big week. It was a big week this week, and we kicked it off by getting back into the gym after a month off over the Christmas period. And I got to tell you, I am sore in every muscle from head to toe. We're doing our own personal renovation, body renovations. Yeah, it's been good to get back though. Absolutely. But speaking of renovations, we actually completed the renovation of the of the expanded shop and launched the double the size Mitch and Mark home store this week, which is been great, Mark. We can display stuff and show off all our beautiful wares. Well, it's a really good opportunity for you to put on your bed making skills because people can come into the, the store and you've got a bed made up there. You can play with all the different items, the throws, the cushions, just well, to get a look Let's not forget, happening. though, Mark, let's not forget that the amazing judge from the block, Neil Whitaker, said that I could teach him a thing or two about bed making. So maybe we can teach everyone a thing or two about bed making. Perhaps it's an opportunity, but we also launched. The renovation of our home. Yeah, we, we started to talk through what we want to do and we will release that this week. But we've also got Jason and Terry. Jason, our builder from the block, and his wife, Terry, are coming up here for the whole Australia Day weekend. Um, and we are going to make some plans of where we start. And I want to get this bloody thing started. It's been hanging over our head for two years and the house is falling apart around us. But the view has to be celebrated, so it deserves a house worthy of the view. It does. It's a very exciting time. Jason was here when we bought the house, had a good look at it. This is going to be our chance to take him through everything we want to do and get um, a winning block builder's insight into what we think we can do with this place. So stay tuned, people. We're going to be popping that on our Instagram, on our socials. Speaking, though, of the block, we have another catch-up with block contestants. We've got catch-up today with block contestants who were formerly um, in a reality TV show, the one that's called Love Island. Um, So they're no strangers to reality TV at all. Of course, we're talking about the twins, Josh and Luke. Yeah, I think um, a lot of people probably will be interested to hear what they have to say because they came out of the show with a bit of a polarising kind of following. Some people say, oh, my God, you know, the boys, it's too difficult, don't really want to hear them. And then other people say, I really love the fact that they're so upfront and they're so um, driven and and they worked really hard. They did work really hard. A lot my, of people that they didn't, but they worked very hard. They do work hard. And, and look, the fact that they've uh, – it's interesting – the twin situation, how it's formed them and and their time in boarding school and the good, the bad and the ugly that came out of that, but how they've turned their experience into positive. One of them has got um, a big fascination for military and has had experience there. It was such a surprise. One of them actually applied for and got into the Royal Marines in the UK. Now, I never knew that, so it'll be interesting to see who that was. Yeah, and also on on a... a confronting side, they talk about um, suffering with social anxiety, uh, one more than the other. Um, but, you know, it's a really good chat. So, look, without any further ado, um, it gives us great pleasure to welcome to Reality Renner with Mitch and Mark, Josh and Luke. Hey, boys. 
Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mark. How are you going? Hey, guys. We have Luke and Josh in two different places, don't we? Josh, you're in Melbourne and Luke, you're in Sydney. I am in Sydney, yes. Josh is in Melbourne. I'll be meeting him tomorrow. Yeah, Going just, down for, for the Australian Open. Yes, yes. So I've just come down. I've come down a day early because I want to spend some time with Ryan. So I've actually got Ryan in the room with me at the moment. Ryan um, being your builder from the block. Yes, my builder from the block. And, and I think I will catch up with a couple of the other builders for lunch today. So, yeah. Guys, but everybody knows that you're the twins from the block. But, of course, before that, the world knows you as Josh and Luke, the twins from Love Island. Before we get to how you arrived at Love Island and then leading into the block, I'd like to go way back yeah. and actually start start at a point which has some relevance for where you refer to us as rude, rich old snobs. <laughs> yet, yet these rude, rich old snobs went to very working class public schools and you Entitled millennial <laughs> went went to um, one of the most prestigious schools in the country. You were also boarders at King School. Yeah, yes. Let's pick up there. We, we could we could go way way back, but yeah, we'll start there. Identical twins arriving at a boarding school. Fill us in. Okay, so um, when did we start boarding? I think we we're maybe 12, 13 years old. We're obviously, we were a little bit of trouble as kids. And uh, our parents just didn't really know what to do with us. So oh, wow. um, they decided to put us in a boarding school uh, to see if, if that would work. And, and it certainly did work. Uh, our parents bent over backwards to send us there, went through a lot of financial troubles um, to get us there. In the end, we had to get pulled out of boarding um, just because of financial troubles. You know, paying those school fees is so expensive. You know, it was a fantastic experience for us. Uh, we definitely grew up quite a lot and learnt uh, a lot at, at King's School. Uh, boarding, boarding school is difficult at times. I, I know, I, I believe now it's a lot easier, but we'll back in the, in the times, uh, we'll probably some of the, probably one of the last age groups where we'd sleep in big dorms, you know, up to 24 people uh, at a, in one room. So it was, it was difficult at times, but, but a great experience. When I think about a 12-year-old now, 12-year-old's a little kid and to be away from home and you're, Whilst you're sort of entering high school, you're you're still you're still very young, and you still need your mum and dad a lot. But also to yep. be in a room while you're while you're going through sharing a room, going through Correct. puberty and all that must be yep. must be bloody. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, and there's definitely a hierarchy in boarding schools. So the older boys definitely have the power in the boarding house. And you definitely don't want to get on their bad side because they are in charge of it. Essentially, they, they're the parents. They can get you in trouble. They can be nice to you. Um, so you definitely have to get used to that system. Josh, what was when that decision was, you, 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 Luke, you mentioned something about, you know, this was, you guys had a bit of trouble. Trouble followed, followed you and your parents went, this is a way that we might be able to get you back on track. It, like it's like a discipline process were you maybe Josh you've asked you first were you surprised at the decision to go boarding school how did you react at 12 because it's a big call it was definitely brought up multiple times to us that if you continually misbehave we're going to have to send you to boarding school because we're running out of ideas so we obviously we knew it was coming but we never thought they would actually send us to boarding school 
until it happened. Then we're like, wow, okay, we're here. Uh, oh, we're wow, serious now. Yeah, they're, they're serious. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> so we, we definitely have ourselves to blame uh, for being sent to boarding school. Uh, but in a way, we, we did need it. What are the what are the pros and cons, the positives and negatives that, that yeah. you took away from having that time at boarding school? I'm sure there's a lot of positives, but yeah. there are, any, are there any uh, negative impacts that you think? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, you know, there's, there's so many pros, which, you know, I could list, but, but the negatives, of course, number one is being away from your family and, and at a young age, that, that's really tough um, to get used to. Luckily for me and Josh, we had each other. Which was great, but that can also that's also a pro and a con because when you come into a boarding school as two, it's harder to almost make friends because there's two of you. So you're seen as two and they're one. So you know it, it is sometimes hard to to find a group of friends, especially at boarding school. Um, and like Josh said, the, the discipline side of boarding school, it's uh, I, I know now it's a lot be- lot better, but um, back when we were at boarding school, you know it was strict. There were times where I was standing outside. In the quadrangle in winter till 1 a.m. in the morning um, at attention as, as a punishment. So, uh, you know, these are things in, in boarding school that people, uh, you know, just probably weren't aware of. Um, you know, my parents w- weren't even aware of this stuff happening. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't regret it at all. You know, it made us who we are today and it gave us a backbone for life. So, the experience, it's interesting, it made you who you are today. What things has it given you? How, how did it change you and how do you see that in your life now? Yeah, I think it definitely provided us with a, a different understanding of life because we obviously came from a sheltered background and when you're thrown into a boarding school, you're not, you're not protected anymore. You kind of you have to stand on your own feet. You have to get through that experience on your own. And obviously sometimes it can be quite rough and daunting uh, but you really just have to go through that experience and try to learn from it. So that's definitely a positive. And then coming out of Kings, you both went through to year 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then where, where did you go from there? You're both working in the, in the um, turf business. And what's the, the company name is? Uh, Master Turf. Master Turf. There's a lot of happened between finishing HSC and getting to Master Turf, apart from Love Island and the block. So we'll start with Luke. We'll start with me. So as soon as I got out of school, I actually started synthetic grass installations for a big company in Sydney. Oh, wow. uh, so that that was my background from from the get go. I started, you know, working long hours, hard hours, um, you know, doing a bigger way trips, which which I really enjoyed because every single day you're on a new new job site. So uh, from the get go, that that's what that's what I was doing. Um, then when I was 20, 21, I went over to England and joined the Royal Marine Commandos. Um, oh. So I flew over to England, um, went through a really grueling selection process um, that I got through. And then I came home and I had about six months before I was going to be sent back over again. And my my calves just weren't recovering. I was going for runs and so forth and my legs just weren't doing what they were supposed to do. I was always in pain. So I went and got them checked out and I had compartment syndrome mm-hmm. in both my calves in every single compartment. If people don't know what compartment syndrome is, uh, in, in your calf, you have your muscle and then you have like a balloon structure around your muscle, which is the compartment. And when you run, your muscles expand in that compartment. Well, in my calves, there was no room for the muscles to expand. 
So it was pretty much being strangulated uh, when I was running. There was no oxygen or blood flow getting down to my calves, so it was extremely painful. So I had all these surgeries on my legs, and unfortunately, it just just still hasn't worked out for me. My legs are still not 100% at all. I'm actually going back for another round of surgery wow. next Friday. So on next Friday? Yeah, and so next Friday, I'm having another round of surgeries on my calves to try and fix this issue that, that's caused me grief for 10, 10 years now. So, yeah, then I came back, um, continued in synthetic grass for a bit, went into real estate um, under my old man for that's two right. years. I didn't really enjoy real estate, but it gave me a lot of experience in selling. So mm-hmm. then when I went back into synthetic grass, I had the sales background to, to and, and I guess the confidence to go in, quote jobs um, and do things a lot on my own. So, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at now. Josh, was your path in any way similar to your brother's? No, it's not as colourful as Luke's. <laughs> uh, basically, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life. Uh, I was good at maths at school, so I thought I'll do a finance degree and see where that takes me. So I did my finance degree. Um, I did exchange during um, my finance degree to America, which was great fun. And basically when I had finished university, I didn't have the greatest uh, grades coming out. So I ended up with a pretty entry-level job at Westpac. I was desperate to get out of that. So I became a mortgage broker for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, Luke applied for Love Island and we got, a, got on to Love Island. And I sort of saw that as a period where I could break away from that career because for me, it was just not enjoyable at all. I was catching the bus into work every day. I was miserable. I wasn't enjoying it. Therefore, I wasn't achieving great results. And I sort of saw that as a point in my life where I could say, let's try to do something different. What can I do from here? So, Luke, you were the one who led into reality TV in a career change. I, I was. I was. So going back there, I, I don't really talk about it publicly a lot, but I was, I was dating Olivia on and off for about two years before Love Island. Oh, wow. And we, we broke up. She, she gave me the flick. <laughs> and then um, I don't know why, but <laughs> <laughs> plenty of reasons why. <laughs> Josh, you know the reasons why Olivia gave Luke the flick. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. So she she gave me the flick, and then I didn't really know what to do with myself. And I was actually with a group of guys one night, and we're having some drinks, and they were like, "Oh, it'll be funny if we all just apply for Love Island." I was like, "Okay, why not?" So, um, you know, we all got our phones out and started applying for Love Island and I, I was drunk at the time so I wasn't taking it seriously. They were saying to me, what's your ideal day? And I was going wine, dine, 69, all that <laughs> kind of stuff, not really thinking about it. Then two weeks later when I was at work, I got a call asking um, for me to come in for an interview and you know, it really took me by surprise. I went in there and they asked me to talk about my background and as soon as I said I have an identical twin brother, they said, oh, well, where is he? And I was like, well, he, he's at home. And they're like, is he single? I said, yes, he is. And then they're like, well, come back with him tomorrow. So I called Josh and said, we're going in tomorrow. And then we went in tomorrow and the rest was history. And Josh, were you keen? I was keen, but I was also very worried because I've always struggled with social anxiety my whole life. And the thought of being on national TV, well, not just national because it goes globally, yeah. uh, was very daunting. But I saw it as an opportunity to really test myself and I said if I can go on to Love Island and get through that then 
what else can I do? You know, if I can face this social anxiety fear that I have yeah. front on, then I will be fine from there on in. And it really did assist me with that. Good. Josh, it's interesting you talk about social anxiety. A lot of people deal with that. You have the opportunity to surround yourself in a goldfish bowl. Mm. A lot of people very vulnerable situation. Yeah, put yourself in that situation. How would you describe what was it? What was the experience like with social anxiety? Like, how did it affect you when you were dealing with it? I was terrified just before walking into the villa. I was basically shaking. Um, I was so frightened of going in there, and um, obviously with social anxiety, it's just all based on fear. So I was worried about, am I going to make a fool of myself on national TV and another girl's going to like me? Uh, you know, all those constant fears going through your head. So before I walked in, I was so, so nervous. Uh, but after a couple of days of being in there, I started getting used to that process, uh, getting used to being filmed, um, starting random conversations to camera because obviously on Love Island, it's not scripted, but it can definitely they'll give you hints on, on what they want you to talk about. So you have to get used to those content chats that we like to call them. And, and so the social anxiety, had that been with you for a long time before Love Island? Since I can remember, probably from age three or four. It's my first memories of social anxiety. So I've dealt with it for life. I realised quite quickly you cannot be perfect. Social anxiety is basically the fear of not being perfect and wanting everyone to like you. That's impossible. Uh, once you feel comfortable with who you are as a person, then those social anxiety fears definitely can go into the back corner. They're always going to be there. There's always going to be those voices in your head, but you can easily manage it. And by putting yourself out there, pretty much facing your fear, mm. which, which you, you really you threw yourself in at the deep end going on Love Island initially, was that the best thing for you to actually jump in? Absolutely. Absolutely. I had to deal with my fears front on, and that is something I would recommend to anyone. If you have social anxiety fears, do things that are out of your comfort zone. And the interesting thing is you did that on Love Island and you won. Yes. Yeah. You came out yeah. the winner. I know. I know. Everyone was, loved you. Yeah. It was, it was uh, quite a shock, obviously, going in there. I, I didn't think I would come out with a girlfriend. I didn't really plan on it, to be honest with you. It was more an experience. Uh, obviously, that relationship didn't work out for multiple different reasons, yeah. uh, which we don't have to go into. Uh, <laughs> oh, now you make but, me. But you did stay together for a, for a period of time <laughs> for, a, for a year. But TV relationships, they're, they're never really going to work because you're meeting someone in an unrealistic world, and when you're in the real world, so many issues uh, come up, and you, you're not you're not really made to deal with it because you've seen each other in a different light. Seems to have worked out okay for Cam, uh, Jules and Cam from Married at First Sight. Yeah, so rare. So rare. Yeah. 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 Kind of extremely well. Also, the concept and the premise of the show is probably quite different, really, isn't it? I, I mean, I assume and I judge. I'm making a judgment. Love Island's about people and skimpy clothes being filmed every day. It, it's, it's very different. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it's very different. And, and a lot of people going on that show, there's, there's a lot of positives to get from Love Island outside of coming out with a girlfriend or boyfriend. Obviously, mm -hmm. a lot of people want social media followers and so forth. So that's a, a major draw card for people to go on that show. So what yeah. did you guys get out of it? I, I guess we, we definitely got out of it a social media following. Um, 
was more important to me than Luke. Luke didn't care about that at all. He went straight back to work. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I fell into that world for a period of time. I didn't didn't like it one bit, and that's when I said to Luke, um, "Look, I don't want to go back to finance. That's not the life I want to live anymore. Can I come and work with you?" So now you guys, you work together in the business. Yes, we do. Yeah, we work together, um, and I guess coming off the block, it's definitely going to help us with the business venture that we're looking to take with Synthetic Grass. So just before the block, you know, I was looking to pretty much get myself off the tools because uh, Synthetic Grass, it's a very laborious job. Um, so I was looking at how to try and get myself off the tools. And the way to do that is obviously selling your own products of Synthetic Grass. So I was looking around the world for about a year to try and find you know, a top, top product that's better than anything in Australia. And I found that actually just before I was on the block. But obviously, you need a big finance to be able to bring it over. So luckily for us now, we're in a position to do that. So Luke, you and Josh uh, in your, are going to go out into your own business, bringing in and supplying synthetic grass in the market here. That's your, that's yeah. Your venture now. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's our that's our venture now. Yes, there may be some houses in Giz- Gisborne that need what ten hectares of <laughs> synthetic grass. <laughs> yeah. You might be back back on the block in some way, hey? Like with ten acres, it's probably going to be suitable <laughs> for synthetic. But you know, <laughs> but what's your business name? Have you got a name? Oh, this is this is Master Turf. Master Turf. That's you. Okay, yeah, I didn't know it. So Master yeah. Turf. So if people yeah. are interested in that product. They can contact Master Turf. We'll put the yeah. um website and contact details in in the show notes Brilliant. yeah in Thanks, case people want to contact you. so that brings us to the block why did you go on you've just done a reality tv show and this one was a, is it is a totally different show as you would have as you would have found out why we wanted to do the block obviously there's major financial rewards that's definitely the main reason why people want to do the block but it's also such a huge challenge it's something me and luke love to do we, we love a, a hard challenge and we, we thought we, we could do this, that we could test ourselves, we can prove people that two, you know, 27-year-old guys with no uh, renovation experience can go on and, and do a pretty good job. So you guys, you just said no renovation experience. In the show, there was a lot made out about different couples that had experience and not. And obviously, yeah. we have a lot of experience. Joy, running Georgia did. Um, Kirsty and Jesse, there, were, there was a lot of violence about they have no experience experience or rookies that but they had renovated yes. a number of houses we spoke about them on the podcast you guys actually yeah. had done nothing i think vito and tanya had done a house no or... vito and tanya they spoke about them having no experience but they did have experience they, didn't they? They, they, they've, they've, they've done a, i think two or three homes they've renovated yeah. two or three homes so we yeah. were really the only couple with zero zilch renovation yeah. experience you, know, you had never painted what well, painted a room, never decorated a room. Nothing. I suppose it's interesting to hear your take on one, no renovation experience whatsoever, thrown into the most intense renovation experience I think they're known to man. Probably the most the intense. It's, cra- it's crazy. It's crazy. show in the world. So, how do you feel about renovation now? You did a house that came <laughs> that that come up great, come second on the block. Mm. Um, how do you feel about renovation now, having no experience to now having done the block? It's like a love-hate relationship. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it is. I think people that do renovations like yourself, it's a thrill. You love it, but it's so hard. 
It's so challenging. There's always curveballs coming your way. Nothing ever goes to plan. Just it, it just never goes to plan. Things are always more expensive, or there's an issue with with something that you wanted to um, go ahead. Uh, so it, it's definitely um, something that I want to do again in the future. I definitely need a couple of years break after the block. So Josh, you <laughs> would renovate again? Oh, 100 percent. I would. I'd love to renovate again. It, there's nothing like seeing uh, what you're picturing come to life. Yeah, there is something about when you stand back and you look at what you thought you would do at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week, you go, wow, mm. we did that. That That's yeah. pretty amazing. And yeah. Luke, would you do it again? Uh, I'll, I'll definitely do it again. Uh, you know, um, I really enjoyed the renovating side of things. Um, like Josh said, you know, coming up with ideas, especially on the block, um, you know, especially when, when it's not, I guess, coming out of your own purse, you can come up with some fantastic ideas and see it come to life. Uh, you know, we definitely took some risks, especially as rookies, um, you know, not being able, you know, at the start of the, sh- of the show, it's true, you have a couple of hours to plan your whole home. And, you know, we made some big decisions on that first day um, that we stuck with. Um, you know, and I guess that's given us a lot of knowledge on how to deal with issues if we ever renovate again. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the experience of reality TV, Love Island versus The Block, how similar and how different are those two reality experiences? So different, so different. It's like chalk and cheese. Uh, Love Island, you, you're just you're just sitting around in a villa for half a day. You're not really doing too much, and the boredom. But you're, you're bored. There's not there's not much going on. So the producers they'll come up to you and say, "Okay, guys, we we need an interesting chat here. Why don't you and Luke go sit over there and and talk about how your relationships are going?" So you know you get suggested to do things like that on Love Island. We're on the block. Everything just happens naturally. There's, There's no so boredom. much going on. There is zero boredom. You don't have time to be bored. <laughs> so it's it's just a frantic pace on the block, and you you literally forget the cameras are there. We're on Love yeah. Island. When you're having those chats, you you know the cameras are looking at you, and it can sort of throw you off. You're trying to think what's the best thing to say. Where on the block, just things are spurred out of out of you, and sometimes you look back and go, "Oh, probably shouldn't have said that." Never happened to me. Never happened to me at all. No, 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 absolutely. Never to me. absolutely not. I mean, it, it's interesting you say because a lot of people say, oh, is it real? Like, it is real because you forget about the cameras and you are tired and it's intense, but you really do react the way that you do. And sometimes yeah. we look at ourselves and go, good, bad, ugly. Sometimes you oh, okay. should, shouldn't have done that. The only thing I think is similar is that it definitely, there is definitely something called, you know, the reality TV bubble. When you're in there, you're, that is your world. That is, yep. You don't see anything on the outside. It, that's the bubble. 
Um, you know, I felt that in Love On and I certainly felt that on the block. You know, a, a little issue becomes, uh, you know, a mass world problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's only, it's only when you step outside of the bubble that you realise, well, hang on a minute, that's a really small issue. But in there, it felt really big. So that's yeah, the, the paintwork on a cornice becomes a huge issue. That's yeah. right. These things just keep you up at night. Luke and I would literally yeah. sometimes struggle to sleep at night thinking, oh, how are we going to stay in budget this week? What are we going to do? How are we going to finish? Uh, but, but like you said, Mitch, no one's going to die. Um, yeah. Everyone's going to finish at the end. Uh, everyone always finishes. So it's just those stresses that go on in there. But when you take the step out of it, you realise what it is. Best experience from the block and worst experiences from the block? Best experience from the block, uh, on a holistic point of view, is definitely the friendships we've made. Obviously, we're extremely tight with Ryan. I'm with Ryan right now, actually. Uh, yeah. When I got to Melbourne, he's picked me up. Ryan, um, the troublemaker. The, the trouble, well, we're the three <laughs> troublemakers together. Uh, but he, he was a backbone for us during the whole show. Yeah. Yes. We made an incredibly tight bond with Ryan and, and the other boys on our team. Um, so for, for me, that is the best thing I've got from the block is those friendships. Uh, the worst experience, do we do we go there, boys? Do we do we say I think we have to go there. What was the worst experience? Can't I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't even think what it might be. <laughs> it was obviously well, it was that. Meeting, it was definitely meeting Mitch and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the worst experience. Thanks, boys. <laughs> No, the the fatal the fatal body corporate meeting where we got the sayings rude rich old snob entitled millennial um how, how dare, dare you how dare you um don't fight with pigs don't fight with pigs they love it. Us, <laughs> um and um well my truth hadn't come out my then. truth wasn't my truth. so that was a pretty pivotal moment in in the block and I guess you know we're there now and a, there's been a lot of commentary about. The photo about the cheating scandal about. Can I just go back there? Yeah. To that, to that as a, a bad moment for all of us. I don't regret that anymore though, because we had a big blow. It can become, it got as bad as it could yeah. get. But for you guys and Mark and I, we came back together within a day. Yeah, and we, yeah. you didn't you didn't see that pan out. We actually liked each other. Well, I think it's so important to, to acknowledge in that because when you saw it on the show, that looked like that didn't happen until late in the season. But mm. it, it actually was, I think, I can't remember whether it was Josh or Luke. I thought maybe mm. Luke. But you, Josh, you came over to me because I think I, I think my recollection was I was like, not without, not, I'm not, don't want to talk to you unless the camera's here. You know, I was quite reserved. I was, but you actually came and said, can we talk? So it's important for listeners to know. The boys actually came and said, we said some things we regret. Can we talk? And that was within like 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, thought I, you guys were, I thought you guys were amazing. And I was actually, I was disappointed in myself that we didn't extend the olive branch mm. first, that yeah. you guys were the ones who actually had the maturity to come to us and say, guys, we said stuff we regret, as did we. Yeah. Um, can yeah. we move on? Can we build the bridge? From day one, you know, we got along with you guys like a house on fire. And, and this is the thing that happens on the block. Obviously, we made some mistakes with the whole cheating scandal and so forth. And there was always probably bound to be a blow up and um, that, that did happen. But, you know, we got over that very quickly with you guys. 
and and moved on. You know, we we put our hand up, said what needed to be said. Obviously, there was a a confrontation, but yeah, just like you said, we all got over it. Us and you guys got over it very quickly from the argument and moved on. Yes, yeah, I think that that to me was very admirable. The, the whole issue obviously coloured the season and and the relationships. I think, Luke, I remember that body corporate looking at you, observing was there was a sense of frustration to the point where you just didn't know what to say. And I think you chose to walk off. There had been some people who watched the show comment to us saying, oh, did Luke call you guys? It looked like he called you a name and you didn't. You were just so frustrated. Is that? Did you get that too? I got that too. I had people messaging me saying, what did you say to the boys and, and all of this? And I couldn't believe it. I was like, "What? where are they getting this from? And, you know, mm-hmm. I guess there's a lot of uh, people that like to spin things in their own mind or so forth and they demand you to respond to them and tell us what you said. And <laughs> at the end of the day, I, I'd never, I never said anything derogatory to you, towards you boys ever and I never, ever would. Um, no. You know, obviously I was very angry with the confrontation. I don't deal with confrontations very well. I do get angry. You know, I was trying to try and stay calm, but I was pretty much at the point where I needed to walk away um, and, you know, try and calm myself down, which which is what I ended up doing. I, I walked away, let out some anger, and then I was able to, you know, let it all out. Yeah. At that point, is, was that your experience and you just needed a circuit breaker, like get out of the situation to just allow yourself to process what you were feeling. Yeah, exactly. I, I needed to walk away and process. You know, it was building up in me and I didn't want to, you know, take the confrontation to a screaming match, you know, or anything like that. So I was quite quiet during the confrontation, but I was getting angry. Josh was doing most of the talking. You know, Josh <laughs> is usually the talker and then, you know. Oh, back, Josh, back and, Josh, Josh and Mitch were having a bit of a chat. That's right. I was, and I thought, let, let the let the boys let the boys do the talking. They're, they're the talkers, so I let them let them get it out. But you know, I was getting frustrated and angry, and I just needed to walk away. Especially, it was really daunting. It was our first body corporate, and we, it was, I kind of felt in that situation because we were standing um, away from all the rest of you couples. So in a way, it kind of felt like I had all, all eyes on us, and it was just uncomfortable. I was there to talk about the pool and it just completely got sidetracked <laughs> as I should have known it was going to. And yeah, I just had to get out of there. You're a worthy opponent, that's for sure, Mitch. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I don't I don't want to labor on this at all because it's been talked to oh, death. Yeah. The the yeah. the cheating scandal. It gave a good season. Gave a good, it gave a good season, but I'm, I'm really it's really like so tired now. But what would you change about what happened if you could and you know, where are you with it? In brief. Josh, you want to start? It's a tough one because... I'll let Josh do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, if I could have my time back, you know, I wouldn't have taken the schedule, but, you know, me and Luke are a cheeky kind of guys. If if I was to walk into a room and see the board again, I'm going to have a look at it. I would never take the photo, um, but if I had come across it again, I'm definitely going to look at it. Um, you know, I think you have to be... a Pretty good person to say, oh, there's a board, definitely not going to look at it and walk away. But, yeah, I, I think just trying to be honest from the from the get-go definitely would have uh, assisted everyone over the long term. Yeah. So, Josh, when you say trying to be honest from the get-go, because the, the issue that seemed to get played on in, in 
the show a lot with who took the photo. And I know you guys yeah. at the beginning said, we're not going to say who. So would you have changed, if you go back, would you have said, okay, we would have said this is where we got it from earlier? I think we would have put more pressure on Tanner and Vita to come forward in, in week four and say, look, we need to be completely honest now. Cat's out the bag. There's no point dragging us on. Let's just come forward now. Here's your opportunity to say it. If not, Luke and I are going to say it. Okay, yeah. yeah. And Luke, yeah. if I can go also to, there was an interview that you did with Tanya and, and we heard about it, but we never saw it until oh, yeah. it went to air. So we never saw yeah. the content um, until it was on air like yeah. everyone else. And I remember watching your face as yeah. you sat down and Tanya was having the conversation where, yes. and you know that we've spoken to Tanya a bit on this show, yeah. Um, yeah. but in that context, where the story of it wasn't me who took the photo, which we now know was not true. Your face, you looked as if you were looking down and what were you thinking at that time? Because you obviously knew that wasn't yeah. true. Correct. So Did it surprise you? Pretty much, mate. Uh, yes and no. About two hours before that interview, we, me and um, Tanya were having a chat. We pulled the mics out so no one could listen to us and I was pretty much just saying, look, it, it has to be done today. You need to come out and say that you've done it. And um, Tanya was like, no, I can't. You know, I've got a, a family to think about and kids and how's it going to look bad because it comes back to that TV world. In normal world, Tanya would 100% come forward and say, look, I did it. But because you're thinking about how you're going to be portrayed on TV and all of this, um, it needs to be covered up. So, you know, I, I had a chat to her and that was the way she wanted to go about it. And so I said, okay, that's fine. You know, I'll back you if that's the way you want to do it. But you know, the pressure needs to come off, off us and our builders. You know, we can't work in, in this environment. And she asked me, well, can you give me some support and sit down with me? I think she wanted to feel there was more than one couple involved. I said, absolutely, no problem at all. More than happy to sit down with you. But in that interview, I just knew that what was coming out of her mouth just did not sound true at all. Um, you know, if you're going to lie, be a good liar. <laughs> it just wasn't good lies and I, I was seeing there. I was like this is just going to continue on and I know this isn't going to be the end I knew that that interview wasn't the end whereas Tanya and Vito thought that that was going to be the end but I knew deep down this is you're only making it worse and that's why I was sitting there really upset because I knew that it was going to continue on and I didn't want it to continue on yeah I can see that in your face now it would have been so much better yeah. Like, yeah. I would think we all know now including Tanya Vito it would have been so much better for them, yeah, for everything about them, if they That's had right. just come forward. But uh, but Tanya's That's story right. is, as Tanya said, she was scared of being right. thrown off. Yeah, thrown off the We really like them. So zoom all the way forward to Reserve Day. Yeah, and we were all in the room to look at reserves. It was just the three couples. You guys weren't there, and Tanya Beater weren't there. Yeah. So, and we talked to Tanya Beater about this too because that day was quite a bizarre day. And we're all going, well, where are the others? We obviously had seen the adverts that the block put out, Channel 9 put out saying the truth would be revealed, but we didn't know. Yeah, but we but we went into that knowing. No, we hadn't seen the interview. No, but the boy, we'd spoken to the boys prior. Oh, the boys, yeah, yeah. Spoken to the boys. The boys prior told us. The, the week before. Yeah. 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 But so Tanya and Vito didn't know what you said in that interview until they saw it. Is we, that correct? We'd spoken to them. Oh, Josh, you'd spoken to them. Do you want to go go there? You yeah, so there. I called them and said, uh, we definitely have come out with what happened just to give you a heads up so you're not shocked 
um, when the final episode comes around. So they were aware that we had come out with the truth. Uh, They didn't know exactly what we had said in that interview, but I definitely gave them a heads up so they could expect it. Okay, cool. Because that I, I wasn't sure from talking to them that that, that oh, was the right. case. Yes. So when you guys walked yep. into the reserve room, you know, you guys came in and got under fire. Yeah, that that was pretty fire. tough. Were you expecting yeah. that? I wasn't expecting that. I had chatted to Jules beforehand telling him, look, I definitely don't want any more confrontation. <laughs> you know, I'm done with that. My mental health is at its peak right now. You know, I've gone through the whole season. You've dragged it out. I said, if, if you want to do something, let's do separate rooms and all go under a lie detector test to really uncover the truth. I'm more than happy to do that, Jules, but just no confrontation. But, you know, we were put in a situation of confrontation. So it was difficult for me in there. It was, it was horrible to, to be in there seeing you guys like that. Um, I, I think that we were all feeling your pain because... Yeah. Like, you know, we're, we're in a situation where we're all worked up. We've all seen this, this video where we've been shown to us as a group and then they wheel you guys in and there's yeah. a, you know, a, few, a few heated questions thrown your way. But the, I just wanted, to, I wanted it to stop because I didn't like seeing, seeing anybody, let alone friends, mm-hmm. in that level of stress. And I think if, if anything, it probably helped Vito and Tanya because by the Next thing we had yeah. Vito and Tanya come in, and I oh. think that Tanya was Tanya was a broken person, mm. and yeah. I think that the other couples, including you guys and everyone else in the room, thought we can't put another couple through this after yeah. what you guys have just been through. So then we go into <laughs> the auction. I suppose our hopes our hopes are all that we do well and we win, but. What were your expectations going into auction day? Outside of the fact that you actually had, that prior to getting reserves, you had a lot of confidence, and I think so did Ronnie Georgia and so did Kirsty and Jesse. You had good feedback. We had had confidence. We had really good feedback. We had good numbers. I think we had the same registered bidders as Ronnie and Georgia. That's why in the end they put themselves first. We ended up having one more than them. Yeah, we had one more. So we were in a really strong position. You were quietly confident. Because the auction order, we've had a conversation with, you know, Kirstie and, and Jesse and Tanya Pedro and Ronnie Georgia about auction order. Um, we were surprised and very happy to get second, I have to say. We thought yes. we'd be third. And, you know, yeah. all the couples have said, what would you do? If you had the choice, how would you have done the auction order? And I had thought we'd probably put you first. Yeah. Were you surprised that you in the order? We thought we were going first or last. Yeah. And why did you think first or last? last. Why did you think that? Because of the buy interest we had. Because of the buy interest and because we were direct competition to Ronnie and Georgia. Um, You know, now looking back, I I did hear that they'd said that looking back now, they probably should have put us first. Mm. Um, In them saying that, I'll let them sleep better at night. If they'd put us first, it would have been very different because your underbidder was the people that bought our home. So if we'd gone first, you might have, you would have not had that underbidder. Mm. So, you know, it could have worked out a lot more. It could have worked out that you could have won. Correct. We could have won because um, you would have lost that really strong underbidder who bought our home. Um, you know, if if they put us any position after you, the result would have been the same. So, <laughs> you know, if they had put us first, things could have been dramatically different. And on auction day, Luke, you guys walked yeah. back in. I won't ever forget, Luke, you finally, in 
my view is you finally let loose all the emotion you've been holding up. It was almost like it's okay for you to celebrate this. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Josh, you were obviously, you were both upset and happy upset. No, happy upset. Happy tears. Happy yeah. upset. Happy tears. But for you, look, it seemed to me like it was like just the dam broke on that day because, you know, for both of us, the judges didn't favour our houses. No. You guys no. got slammed and we used to laugh with each other about whose turn was it this week. <laughs> yeah. It was almost like, Luke, you just let loose that pent up. Uh, yeah, I think, I think for me, watching it back and I guess going through it when you're on a week-to-week basis taking criticism, watching it back, listening to the criticism, um, you know, then you got fans of the show messaging you saying you guys are a joke. You should have not mm. been there. Yeah. You're not going to make any money. You guys are hopeless. Uh, you know, you're taking all this over 12 weeks of the show, reliving it. Um, you're going to sleep at night saying, you know, questioning what they're saying to you, you know, and you're fighting saying, no, I did do a good job, but, you know, everyone's saying that they don't like this or that. Then when it comes to the auction day and your dream comes to fruition, um, you know, we've done really well. I said, wow, this is amazing. We've proven all these people wrong and we've proven ourselves right. Um, you know, we've given it all this, you know, this massive journey and now we're here, we've made this money. And then, you know, it's just this outpour of emotion, um, you know, that felt amazing to do. Uh, me and Josh, we wear our hearts on our sleeve. I have no fear in crying on camera at all. Um, you know, what you see is what you get with us. And, you know, I was just over the moon and, and so, so happy to come away with that and prove to everyone, you know, that we did deserve to be there. And that was my main thing, that we deserved to be there. Congratulations, guys, because you did deserve to be That's there nice. and you did and you did brilliantly. I, I remember you saying to me, Mitchie, about a week beforehand when I was calling you, um, dealing with the stress of auction day, and it stuck with me. You said, no matter what, we're all winners. And, you know, even that when we went, we know we didn't win, but we didn't care. You know, and it really stuck with me that we we were still winners. We came out with a lot of money. We'd proven a lot of Australians wrong. We were winners in our eyes. You know, everyone made the mo- great money. Um, and me and Josh said from the get-go um, when the homes were finished, you guys were a real dark horse because you guys had, I think, the, the best floor plan. You had an upstairs study, which was a game ch- changer. So, you know, you guys did well there. Yeah, that was thank it. you. Thank you very Thanks, much. Boys. We're very happy, and oh, I think we all we we all get well in the end. Yeah, whoever um, whoever wins the block in the end, I've always said, deserves to win the block because someone has decided to pay more for your house than all the other homes. And, yeah, and you, know, you never know on the day, you know. No, and as you said, you auction order. You don't know what the buyers are going to do. Yeah. So now on the other side of the block, on the other side, uh, we all know that um, that uh, Josh has got Josh has now joined the business. Um, and, and you guys are going to have huge success with your turf business, Master Turf. Oh, but but beyond that, there's something else very big happening in Luke's life. Um, you're yeah. about to become a father in a matter of weeks. I am, mate. I am. Yeah, I'm very excited to become a father. It has gone really, really fast the last um, seven months. So uh, for me, it still feels like it's a little while away. I still can't. I can picture um you know, the birthday, but um, it still feels like a little while away. But I'm just pinching myself knowing that it's coming. And, uh, you know, I'm very, very excited for fatherhood. Um, you know, the block's giving me, you know, a bit of that financial background now to, you know, really 
be financially stable and, and provide for a family, which is so important. I just can't wait to be a father and, and what the future holds for me. Well, we wish for nothing but the best for you and Olivia and Thanks, Uncle Josh in that area. Yes, it's yeah. congrat- huge congratulations. Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you. Uh, from our perspective, we've loved talking with you. You know how much we admire you and respect you guys and the fact that you are so honest and you share exactly how you think and feel. Mm. We would like to let you ask us a question. Anything, nothing is off bounds. Is there anything you would like yeah. to ask us? Ooh, that's really turning the tables. Josh, you always, you always got something to, to, to say. Okay. Leaving nothing off the table. Yes. If we're going to be hardball. Yes. You both are good friends of ours. And yeah. when you guys reached out to us, I, I always felt um, that it was coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe you always try to keep in contact with everyone from the show. Yes. Was it to remain friends or was it to try to keep people on your side so they don't say anything negative to you while the show is going on? That's a good question. Um, for me, it was about um, remaining friends. Yes. Yeah. We went through. Um, we ha- our, our last season was really tough. We, we, we thought we were friends with the other contestants, but then when, as the show went to air, that all turned pear shape. Mm. And um, when we had an opportunity right at the, at the very end, coming back with Tanya and Vito, um, because we had we didn't we had no contact with them from week three mm. through till the whole show airing, mm. um, and I did reach out did reach out to them to say we're here, but on that last day at, on the auction order day, that to me was like yay! I don't mm. want to go away with bad feelings. So yeah. I've enjoyed being friends with everyone, and yeah. and I've had to be a little bit careful too because when when you're friends with everyone and there's a little bit of conflict, yeah. I, I've I've had to. Um, be, care- be careful, Trina, because because I, I I don't I don't want to be talking out of school about somebody that I'm friends with. I think that's inappropriate. Yeah. So I've had to had to treat carefully and just and hold back sometimes on some stuff. But yeah. no, but it, no, it was it, for us. It was like we just wanted to make yeah. sure we could have friendships. I've got a good question. Oh, Luke, um, here we go. Oh, Luke, here we go. So obviously, it's it's great to to ask this question. I think coming from you guys doing two seasons. With this season, do you think that they really amped up the drama? Um, I guess what's a better way of saying it as well? Um, you know, create made people look worse than actually how they were on the show. Um, that's a good question. So compared to the I, first, because you've done the two seasons, I think yeah. this one was a lot more drama filled than than your first. Even though your first season was a lot of drama, do you think they they really amped it up or? I don't think so. No? I think we gave them so much drama this season. Um, they 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 just had, they had all the, they had all the material. Like you can cut and edit things and and distort, yeah. distort the reality. But but and, and of course, there's all, with reality TV. There's always a little bit of distortion. But I think the first season, um, they they because it was because the bill was so big. I think yeah. I don't think they I don't think they had as much drama. Drama. That's right, so they, yeah. so so they, so if they to, to to have drama, you had to probably be a little bit more creative than you did this mm. season. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just thought it was interesting. I think that's right. I think the experience for us on the two seasons is quite different in terms of the build. I don't know. We didn't have. Time. It was hard to enjoy. The drama was yeah. the build. Yeah, like, no time for a fa- beer. Yes, this that's time around, you know, the first few weeks for us 
obviously we we worked very fast because we'd been yeah. through it before but also the rooms were smaller the build was smaller yeah. so it felt a bit more manageable for us but it probably meant there was more interactions mm. between yeah. different couples for different other reasons apart from build if yeah that makes sense yeah i think it's interesting because because you know i, I really enjoyed watching the oslo season because it was so focused on the build there was a little bit of drama whereas you know i, I wish our season they showed a little bit more of the build um, mm. as opposed to all the drama because well, there were really certain things watching. in the build yeah. this season that i think would have been interesting for people doing renovations mm. to be aware yeah. of challenges yeah. you guys had and that we had yeah about being able to, you know, for us, the pool and the roots, critical yeah. root zone and all that sort of stuff that never made it to air. But a lot of people are dealing with that when they're dealing with correct, um, yeah, pools in backyards. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your time and also sharing so much about your lives. I think um, the drive and your passion and your commitment, you're competitive, but your your drive and commitment to get things done is admirable and we're, we're very happy that we got to know you and we honestly yeah. say we wish you we we really do wish you all the very best in everything going forward fatherhood and success in life guys and josh is dating yeah thank you thank you boys uh, always a pleasure talking to you both and uh, i'm sure we'll be catching up down at newport fairly soon thank you so much guys it was such great fun to have you and um have total respect for your competitive nature and you guys are absolutely on the right path for success in life. Yeah, I really like Mitch. They do have, I think, a fairly healthy approach to reality TV because a lot of people can say, oh, you go on reality TV, you know, you get what you deserve sort of thing. But it is a scrutiny that can be difficult. Not not everyone probably is cut out for that. So I really admire that they've got a very healthy way of looking at it. But it was also really interesting the the differences that the in the experiences that they had between the block and Love Island. And I think by the time they finished the block, the differences were much greater than they would have expected. I think you're right. Probably ultimately, it's a reminder that it's important to be good to each other. Sometimes things happen and sometimes relationships, you know, have a rocky start. But at some point, you need to just be human and treat each other you know, with respect and kindness. And, and it, the old saying, treat, treat somebody the way you would like to be treated. Well, I'm so very important. proud, Mark, to say that we came out of this season of the block and there were some incredible rifts mm. through the block with with us and other couples all the way through. But at the end, at the, at the 11th hour on the last episode, we all came back together yeah. and could treat each other with dignity and respect and help each other get through. It's um, so important. I think it's interesting, Mitch, is... We've certainly had our experience in the last week of somebody making a comment on social media about us that we have never met. Yeah. Um, there were two people and we noticed the social media where they made comments about um, our character and it was really interesting that somebody who's never met us thought that that was okay. So I guess we just have to go, look, what you think of us is none of our business. You don't know us. But it's important to remember, you know, to be kind to each other. And on that note, Mark, I would like to wish Josh and Luke all the very best in their turf business, Master Turf, but also a big shout out to Luke. He's only got eight weeks to go before he and Olivia deliver their first baby. So all the very best, exciting times Probably ahead. a bigger challenge than the block for him. I think so. Maybe. <laughs> but that's it for us now. Reality Reno with Mitch and Mark can be found wherever you get your good podcast from, be it Acast, Spotify, or anywhere 
And please do or iTunes. iTunes. But please, guys, um, leave us feedback. We really appreciate it. And um, if you love it, tell your friends about it. Bye for now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.